Hi, it's Richard from the Story Walk Podcast. The Story Walk Podcast is composed of real stories that I make up while I am out hiking, snowshoeing, skiing, and backpacking with my children. You may notice background noise during the podcast due to the real nature of recording these stories in the outdoors. The Story Walk Podcast is supported by 10adventures.com. Go on 10 adventures to find great family adventures in over 60 countries on Earth. Imagine a family-friendly safari in the Serengeti, exploring Inca ruins in Peru, a cycling holiday on car-free roads in Germany, and many, many more great ideas. To find all the great family adventure ideas and to make memories that will last a lifetime, check out 10adventures.com family. Now, on to today's story. We're out taking the pooch for a walk and we're gonna start a new story called Space Dog. In a deserted wood along a very busy highway, one night there was an enormous explosion. For the cars that were driving by, they probably didn't even notice the flash of light and a bunch of trees getting knocked down. If you had been in that forest, you would have seen a little black puppy dog show up in a tiny spaceship. The puppy dog was only about the size of a loaf of bread. It had an enormous tail. It opened the latch of the spaceship and walked out. It looked around and thought to itself, what a peculiar place I have arrived in. For this was not an ordinary puppy dog. This was a puppy dog from space. In fact, you could even say this was an alien dog. The little puppy dog walked around. He pressed a button and his spaceship folded up and transformed into a little metal box, no bigger than a Rubik's cube. He found a soft bit of ground and started digging with his paws. He buried his little silver Rubik's cube for he'd need a spaceship to get home. And he knew if anyone was wandering around this forest and saw a little spaceship, his cover would be blown. For he didn't arrive on Earth by accident. No, this little puppy dog on Earth had come to Earth for a very important reason. You see, he was the first dog who was leading an invasion of Earth. You see, these space dogs had gone across the universe, planet by planet, solar system by solar system, galaxy by galaxy. They wanted to rule the universe. Earth was now the next planet that they were going to invade. And this dog, one of the most senior generals, was here to start the invasion. This little puppy dog walked out from where he had been spending the night in the forest the next day, walked along a busy road, and soon came to a community of houses. 
As he walked through the community, he found it much nicer than the busy road. He looked around. He noticed that almost every yard already had a dog. He assumed that maybe other space dogs had got the same order he had, and they were all here to help invade and take over this country. But what he found is every time he went to talk to one of the space dogs, they would not answer him at all. He would walk up and talk. The space dogs would say nothing. He was getting more and more frustrated. You see, he would walk up and say, Good afternoon, comrade. My name is Neville. I'm a general in the space dog army. Are you here to help conquer this planet? The dogs would look up. Sometimes they'd bark. Oftentimes they'd open their mouth and their tongue would hang out. But not once did any of these puppy dogs respond to space dog Neville. He was growing increasingly frustrated. What kind of space dogs were these? He was very confused because in all the planets, solar systems and galaxies that Neville had been to, he had never once seen dogs. Finally in front of one house, as Neville was trying to talk with another dog, confused by why none of the dogs were talking back to him, a little girl walked over. How come you can talk? The little girl said. Neville looked at her. What kind of strange creature was this? What kind of strange creature are you? He said, after thinking the same thought to himself. She looked at him. I'm a girl. How come you can talk? Neville looked back at her, his eyes wide. His tail was no longer wagging. How come you can talk? He said. He was genuinely upset. He'd never met any aliens on any of the planets he'd been to that could speak his language. But here was the most weird-looking alien he had ever seen. Neville started thinking quickly. He had to memorize this type of alien. He looked at this strange little alien and committed what he saw to memory. Long, long brown hair. Ears that wouldn't flop at all. The tiniest, weirdest nose. And what was even weirder was the nose was not connected to a snout. What was even more bizarre is that this alien walked on only two legs and only had hair on her head. Neville was making a detailed memory of this alien in his head when the girl reached down and started patting his head. Neville was very upset. What are you doing? He quickly realized this felt incredible. His tail started to wag quickly. And when the girl said, do you want a belly rub? Neville didn't know what was happening, but was quickly on his back with his feet in the air. 
the little girl gave him a belly rub. His tail moved as fast as it had ever moved. This feels so good, said Neville. Amazed by this magic power this little alien had called a belly rub. Eventually this little alien stopped rubbing Neville's belly and Neville said, Please don't stop, that was ever so nice. The girl looked at him. How come you can talk? She said, I've seen lots of puppy dogs, but never one that can speak to me. Neville looked. Well, I've met hundreds or thousands of different alien types, and you are the first who can speak my language. The little girl looked at him. I'm not an alien, I'm a girl. Neville looked. So you aliens are called girls. I am not an alien. Aliens are in the sky. Neville was very perplexed. Was there another type of alien somewhere? As he was wondering about this, the girl said, What's your name? Neville puffed out his chest. My name is Neville. I'm a general in the Space Dog Command. The girl looked at him. She'd never met a human called Neville, let alone a puppy dog, and she'd never heard of space dogs. She didn't really know what a general was either, but she thought it sounded important. After a couple seconds, Neville realized he should probably find out this alien girl's name. What's your name, alien? I mean, I mean, girl. I don't want to tell you my name. Everybody calls me Sushi. Hmm, said Neville. Sushi's a very interesting name. What do you mean when you say Sushi isn't your real name? But people call you that. Well, I kind of only eat sushi. What do you mean? Well, for breakfast, I like to have sushi. For lunch, I only have sushi. For dinner? Let me guess, said Neville. Sushi. Yeah, you're right. Neville looked at her. What is this sushi? The little girl tried to explain sushi, but there was a serious problem. Neville didn't know what rice was. Neville didn't know what seaweed was. Neville didn't know what soy sauce was. He had never heard of shrimps or California rolls or yams. And he surely didn't know what spicy wasabi was. And sushi, as she told him more and more, found her mouth watering. She was now very hungry, thinking how she could get some delicious, kind of nutritious sushi. The little girl called Sushi invited Neville inside. She had a dog as well. His name was Carl. Neville, this is our dog Carl. He doesn't speak English like we do. Neville introduced himself. Hello, Carl. My name is Neville, a general in the 
Space Dog Command, I'm pretty important. Carl started wagging his tail with his mouth open and tried to smell Neville's butt. Neville shouted, what are you doing? And quickly hit Carl with his head. Sushi, the girl, cried out, what are you doing, Neville? He's just trying to say hi. Neville glared at the girl, Sushi. He was trying to smell my bottom. That's what dogs do, said Sushi. Neville's jaw dropped open. His tongue was hanging out. His eyes looked confused. Dogs on this alien planet smell each other's bottoms, you're telling me? I have never been more disgusted. Now that Sushi thought about it, it was pretty weird. You're right, but I don't think Carl knows he's not supposed to do that. Well, that's okay, said Neville. But I'm telling you now, keep him away from me. He won't try that type of trickery again and get away with it. As Neville looked around, he asked, By the way, I haven't eaten in over 13 light days. I'm getting very hungry. Have you got anything to eat? Neville looked around at all the different cupboards and wondered what he would get to eat. Then he looked on the ground. There was a bowl full of little brown bits. It was dry. He looked up and said accusingly at Sushi, What do you think this is? She looked at him. It's dog food. Neville laughed loudly. This is not dog food. This is for the trash. Sushi looked. She said, no, this is dog food. And she pushed the bowl over to Carl the dog. Carl started eating ravenously. Neville the space dog chuckled to himself. I'll say this. This dog, Carl, looks like me, but he is nothing like us incredible space dogs. Sushi asked Neville, what would you like to eat, Neville? Neville looked around. Well, my favorite food are nachos with lots of guacamole. She looked at Neville. I know what nachos are, but what is guacamole? Neville sighed. You aliens know nothing. It is a delicious green dip made with avocados. Avocados? What are those? Said Sushi. They're a type of vegetable that grows on trees, said Neville. Sushi looked at Neville. She went and got some taco chips, a bit of salsa, melted some cheese, put it on top of the taco chips, and then opened a packet of guacamole. Neville tucked in. Although he liked human food, he was a disgusting eater. Nachos were going everywhere. But boy, was Neville ever happy. As soon as he finished eating, he closed his eyes and went to sleep. When he woke up, Sushi was doing a drawing of him. She said, Neville, why are you here? 
Neville looked at her suspiciously. I'm here to take over your planet. I am the first space dog, but there will be more. Sushi smiled. That sounds fun. Do you want to go play catch? Neville looked at Sushi. I do not want to play catch, nor do I want to play fetch. Why not? said Sushi. I must start trying to conquer this planet. How are you going to do that? First, I will seize your leader. And I will make your leader swear allegiance to me, Neville, general of the space dogs. But we don't have one leader, said Sushi. Every country has its own leader. Some have presidents, some have generals, some have prime ministers, some have kings, some have queens. There's like 200 countries. Neville stopped pacing and looked right at her. What do you mean there's 200 countries? There must be one leader who leads them all. Every world has this. Sushi said, not on earth. Every country chooses its own leader. Neville was very upset to hear this. This job just got a lot more complex. Well, let's go take the leader for this country. Sushi said, well, which leader is that? We have a mayor in our town. We've got a governor for our state. We've got a president for our country. Which one do you want? Neville was even more upset. Are you telling me there's three people in charge of this country? This is getting more difficult. Not just that, said Sushi. Every city has its own mayor, and there's 50 states, so 50 governors. How many cities are there? asked Neville. Probably 10,000? I don't know. Neville was heartbroken. So you're telling me, just to seize one part of Earth, I need to seize 10,000 mayors, 50 governors, and one president. Yeah, that sounds about right. And then Neville asked, and you say there's 200 more countries just like this one? Yeah. Neville bit did the math. So that's two million cities. Uh-huh. That could be 10,000 states. You got it. And then 200 country leaders? Sounds about right. You'll also have to take each of their military. What? Said Neville. Had totally underestimated this alien planet. Well, let's start first. Let's take the leader of this community. Okay. Said Sushi. She drew a map for Neville about how to get to the center of the city. Where the city hall was. Neville had a bit more to eat, then started following the map that Sushi had drawn for him. Halfway into downtown, he was going through a community with very big houses. He heard a siren go. He stopped and looked around. What is that big net for? thought Neville. Just then, a man in a white outfit brought the net down on top of Neville. I got another one, he yelled. 
The man scooped up the net with Neville inside, then picked Neville up and put him in a cage in the back of the truck. As Neville was being led to the back of the truck, he read the side, City Dog Pound. When he got into the back, he could hear the man who caught him talking to the other man inside the truck. We've done good today. We got some more dogs that don't have collars or registration. We're gonna take them to the pound and they're gonna have to be paid for to get out. Sure enough, a little while later, they arrived at a big building full of dogs all barking uncontrollably. Neville looked around. There were hundreds of dogs, all of them barking or yelling. It was at that moment, Neville realized he needed help. In one of his ears, he lift up the big ear flap and there was a button. He used his paw to press against the ear flap. He had started his emergency beacon. That would tell other space dogs it was time to come and save him. It was late in the day. He fell asleep, knowing help would be there soon. He woke up to a tremendous explosion. The roof of the dog pound had exploded off. Down flew dozens of little spaceships, all piloted by tiny dogs no bigger than loaves of bread. Lasers were flying. The space dog spaceships were releasing all the dogs. The dogs were barking excitedly. Neville tried to wave his paw on his tail to alert the space dogs to help him. And luckily one of the spaceships came by. The lid opened up. Neville shouted, get me out of here. Inside was another famous commander, space dog called Giles. Oh, hello, Neville, spot a bother. Neville yelled. We must leave this alien planet immediately. Hop in then, good old boy, old chap, yelled Giles. Neville hopped, in, hopped into the spaceship and they sped away. Later that night, Neville was debriefing Space Dog High Command. They had hidden behind the moon where none of the human aliens could find him. He was trying to explain about these weird looking aliens with weird hair and small noses. Other space dogs didn't know whether to believe him. And then he started to explain how this alien planet was full of dogs as well. Only they couldn't speak. They ate disgusting dog food. And they had some very peculiar habits to say hello. After much discussion, Space Dog High Command agreed that they should leave Earth. It would be too difficult to take it over, considering all the different leaders, the strange alien humans, and these bizarre dogs. Back on Earth, Sushi tried to explain to her parents about this strange puppy dog she had met. Her parents thought it was very cute that she'd invented a space dog. But did they believe her? Not a chance. 
As Sushi got older, she always wondered, did I actually meet a dog that could talk to me? Or was I just imagining something? And Neville, as he went about taking over other planets, started to miss that dry dog kibble. It actually hadn't been that bad. And at night he would think back to the weird alien friend he had made called Sushi. With her strange long hair, weird nose, and complete lack of hair on the rest of her arms. And that she walked on two feet instead of four. In fact, the space dogs left the entire galaxy that Earth was in alone, worried about meeting other strange and weird aliens there. The end. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe and give us a rating. This podcast and all the ideas and characters are copyrighted by myself, Richard. Bye-bye.